I'm not very good at using chopsticks. So you could say that I'm not very good at loving the Asian community and that's going to change. I don't want to give birth to the baby, but I'd like to feed it from my nipples. Air traffic controller, that's where you want to be fat. One day I will at least replace a late night talk show host until they, you know, go back and somehow discover my deleted tweets. What if that cow's a dirty whore? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Chrissy Chaos, the new studio, folks. We're going to have a chaos decal behind me. Um, eventually, we're going to get it up. We didn't. We felt right now we don't want to put it up ourselves. We only trust lesbian contractors to do that kind of work because they are the best at decals and they are the best at construction. And it's nice to have a woman in here who's doing all this construction because you can trust her um, a little bit more. Um, because a lot of times you just can't trust men. And I now only trust lesbian women who are the closest thing to men uh, with vaginas. So um, I just want to say welcome. We have uh, a great show for you today. We're going to go do the desk. We're going to try the desk. I like the desk. I like the idea of styling this like a late night talk show because I do believe in my heart that one day I will at least replace a late night talk show host temporarily until they, you know, go back and somehow discover my deleted tweets. So I think it can happen. We got Vito on the ones and twos. We got Venetia sitting in here. We got the chaos team off camera. We said goodbye to homeless pimp last week. He, um, he's out. I just spoke to him actually this morning. He said that he is, uh, going to film a documentary right now of a, of a crew that's going, they're going to take another attempt at, um, diving down to see the Titanic, but they got their supplies from Lowe's, not Home Depot. So Pimp's going to do that. Um, and it's going to be great. And, um, and it's, it's all good. And I'm excited. I'm excited about this new chapter of Chaos, the new studio. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's more structured now. We're about quality over quantity. Um, we are right now, by the way, at patreon.com slash Christy Comedy, we have went back to Vintage Chaos there, and we were doing a show every week from my house. So I got my family in the background, running around, being crazy chaotic. That's when I started podcasting. That's what I wanted to do. I was like, I want to do a show where I'm on camera and my family is on the radio. You just hear their voices, but it's all happening live. No cheating. And I went away from that for a little bit, but now I'm going back to it at patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. That's the place where you really see behind the scenes with my life, with my family. Of course, if you want to get involved um, with the chaos and you want to get your voicemail read out on the show, then you call 347-343-3322. That's 347-343-3322. What we're going to do is always... Uh, that's the way to get involved. We're going to, you're going to leave us a voicemail and we're going to hear at the Chrissy chaos podcast. We're going to try to give you the best advice we can. It could be about anything love, like relationship work, you know, just tell me I'm an asshole, whatever it is you want. We're here to support that. Um, I got the Greek wrap. I got grilled chicken, spinach and feta cheese and onion. And they threw onions on it. They threw onions on it because Let's face it, the people who make these wraps, even though it's a Greek diner, they are mostly Mexican people, and Mexican people love onions. And I love onions, so therefore I love Mexican people. Understand that. If you love the food group that the group likes, then you do love that group, okay? Like right now, 
I, I'm not very good at using chopsticks. So you could say that I'm not very good at loving the Asian community and that's going to change. I'm going to, I'm going to focus, refocus my love for the Asian community by refocusing my love on chopsticks. And um, I, it's something that I haven't been able to do. I haven't been able to figure out, but we will figure out chopsticks. And I'm saying all that to say, I'm saying all that to say that I love culture. I love all the different kinds of people and groups we have. Vito uh, has now just gotten up and is just staring blankly at the wall. I don't know what happened to Vito. We don't have a camera on him, but he just got up suddenly and something's going awry with Vito. Vito, if you don't know, if you're new to, is our new podcast producer who's replaced all this. Vito just got up like a dog that heard a sound. Vito got up like a, like a schnauzer that heard a sound. And I don't know what the hell happened, but Vito's walked away. We may have lost Vito. After day one, we may have just and immediately Vito came and then he was he was quick. He's in and out. So, OK, Vito's slowly getting back to the table. If Vito is everything OK, everything's fine. I just wanted to the chair moved and then the camera moved. So oh, I just wanted shit. To make sure it was on your pretty face. But did you move the chair? Who moved the chair? I moved the chair and I moved the camera. OK, so Vito's going to have to practice stillness. I need you to start doing more yoga and I want you to I want you to sit there like a monk. Um. Okay, but it's okay. But we should we not should we lose the wheels on the chair then? Should we not have rolly chairs? You tell me. I like rolly chairs because okay. it gives you mobility. Okay, but I mean it's it's definitely going to cause for some some concerns. Sometimes. So we're gonna why don't we just take the wheels off the chairs or we'll put tennis balls on the bottom of the wheels like old ladies on walkers, like public school. Yeah, what is what's what do you mean? When I went to when I was a kid going to school, they made us put little uh, tennis balls on the bottom of our chairs and desks. Yeah, because the kids are fucking moving around. This rap's not bad. <laughs> Speaking of public schools. Okay. Ready for this? Okay. So, last couple of weeks, I've been, maybe it's even the last couple of months, I've been like, I want to move off Staten Island. I'm moving off Staten Island. I, I want to change the house. I need community. I need this. I need that. So, we go last weekend, me, Jazz, and the kids. We go and we look at apartments on the Upper West Side. Okay? Yeah, we do. Where Venetia and Vito are from. Venetia and Vito are both from the Upper West Side. I looked at an apartment in the Ansonia Hotel on Broadway and like 74th or something. And then I looked on West End Avenue and like 75th or 76th at two beautiful apartments. Beautiful apartments. Amazing. Three bedrooms, you know, even though I've, I've you know, I need four. Because, you know, I have, I have three kids plus me and Jazz, plus a freaking guest room because my, family, my family's over a lot. And I said, well, let's do this. I want community. I want to be able to walk to the action, blah, blah, blah. And I was in there and asking all these questions and two beautiful apartments, of course, very pricey. You know, I was saying I don't want to attach the money to the square footage. It's not about that. It's about I'm paying for a community and all that. And Jazz is just going along. We go in. I could tell she's kind of like, you know, the kid, the kids will get excited about anything. I was like, oh, kids pick your room and they pick which one they want and they love it. They're like, I want to move here, daddy. It has a playroom, whatever, you know, in the, in the building. Kids, you know, they'll adjust. But I see Jazz and she's like, kind of like, you know, okay. And then we go, we walk to um, on the upper side, Emac and Bolio's ice cream which was great. We, we did that. And then we went to the Vion Cafe Diner, um, which is attached to the Beacon Theater or the Beacon Hotel. And um, we're walking through the Upper West Side. We went to Riverside Park. We had a nice time. We went to Riverside Park. We met 
mom and a couple of kids were playing tag. And it, it was weird because they were like, you know, all the adults were, are, were trading, playing tag. And it was my daughter. It was two my daughters and another little girl that they met in the park. And everyone was playing tag. And it was the two moms were going. And then they're like, oh, my daughter was like, I want you to, to get involved, daddy. And then I realized, like, I'm playing tag chasing around three little girls trying to touch them and then they freeze so i was like maybe i shouldn't be playing this just looks weird and and then but like and then i felt like oh shit this is weird but then on cue because we are in manhattan even though riverside park is a beautiful park uh in the actual area for the children a homeless man came out of the bathroom with a syringe sticking out of the back of his kneecap so i guess that he ran out of places veins in his arms and he went to the back of his kneecap and uh was fully exposed with a heroin needle, dick balls, and ass cheeks out with a heroin needle in the back of his kneecap. And um, me and another dad just kind of yelled at him like, you know, an animal. I know he's a human being, but we were like, get the fuck out of here. Hey, we were like, hey, 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 get out of here. Hey, fetch, get out of here. And, we, and, he, and he got it and he ran away. And, you know, I could feel that some of the Upper West Side moms were torn because a lot of Upper West Side people you know, very politically correct, which is great. But I'm from Staten Island. Jazz and I are from, you know, Brooklyn and Staten Island, where I just saw a heroin addict in the park. I was like, get away from my kids, where I felt like they thought I was a little too, and the other dad were a little too aggressive because they were like, yeah, but, you know, you should consider him, what he's going through. He's a drug addict. This is a shared space. And I was like, no, nope, you got a syringe needle in the back of your kneecap. You're near my kids. I'll hit you in the head with a baseball bat if you come any closer to my kids. That's just how I'll always be. I'm sorry. I don't want to hit you in the head with a baseball bat for doing heroin. That's your choice. But if you're near the children, it becomes defense mode. I mean, am I wrong, Upper West Side, Vito and V? Am I wrong with that? I mean, it's the people of the Upper West Side have gotten used to this ever since COVID. Okay. Because it, I don't know if you know this, but that became a haven for where they displaced a lot of the homeless during COVID when they were like kicking they them, them off to the, the Upper West. They sent them to the Upper West at a hotel near the Beacon. Okay. So it's been chaos there for a few years now. Okay. To the point where my mom, I have to like go with her to the bank when she needs to go to the bank on a Sunday. Right. Because they'll they'll just sit out in the vestibule. Right. They'll camp out in there all day. Right. So it's it's a little more normal there now. All right. All right. So but 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 Grant, if they're in the park, though, with the kids, you have to get aggressive and yeah. make sure they don't go near your children. Yeah. And I, in order for me to say that, I had to say, if you come any closer, you know, I'm going to hurt you. Yeah. I ha you have to sit because he was just coming close. He wasn't listening. So it's like I have to hit you. This is like these people when they have like a wild dog. And these people who are like, no, people's yeah. are the safest animal in the world. No, like sometimes you just don't want this dog near your kids. Yeah, I'll beat, I'll, if your dog, I don't mind dogs, but if your dog or animal comes near the children when they're playing, I'm going to have to try to beat the dog to death. And that includes your dog, Sergio Chacon. <laughs> so don't let it come near my kids. Kansas City, I am coming to you October 19th to the Uptown Theater, Kansas City. Get those tickets. I'm excited to come. Bring me barbecue. It's going to be awesome. We're going to the Uptown Theater. I don't know if that's downtown or midtown or if it actually is uptown, but I'm excited to go to Kansas City in the beautiful state of Missouri, or maybe it's Kansas. We don't know, but I love it, and I'm excited to come. The last time I went there, I ate barbecue next to a gas station, and it was amazing. And let me tell you something. I broke the bathroom in that plane ride home, and I want to do it again. Come October 19th, Kansas City, Uptown Theater. Go to ChrisDComedy.com for Tiki Wikis. I love you, Kansas City, you pigs. But I'm saying all that to say, 
Jasmine had this look, right? When we were going home, eating the Emac and the Bolios, you know, it was great. We're eating in the car. Jazz, you know, Violet was, you know, smashing it all over the car seat. You know, Delilah, you know, uh, was saying that the flavors she got, she likes, but she doesn't love. And so, you know, (laughs) and Jasmine's kind of just looking around and I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, you know what I think is happening with you, Chris? Very insightful. She goes, you know what I think is happening with you? You haven't been on the road in three months. Okay, you haven't been on the road. You've been here with us, with your family. And what you're doing now is you're looking for change in other ways. You're trying now to pack us all up and leave stability because you're feeling unstable because you haven't been on the road. And I was just like, no, that's (laughs) not it. Fucking yeah. I was like, what's you learn that on the spin bike? Fucking stupid. Yeah, I was just like driving, sitting in traffic on the West Side Highway, like dying inside. Be like, that's what it is. That's what it's always been. And she just said that to me. And it hit me in such a powerful way that I told the real estate broker, I just texted him. I was like, hey, buddy, I'm sorry for wasting your time, but um, it we're not moving. Um, I realized that like if I'm going to move because because you have to understand. If you don't, not from the New York area in the United States, you have to understand where I'm living on Staten Island, I have a beautiful home for actually a very good price compared to New York City. So not only would I be limiting our space, but I'd also be making my cost of living enormously higher. So I'm taking away space from my family. I'm, I'm causing me now to probably have to see my family less because I'm the only way to pay for these places is to now go on the road twice as much to make the money. And I've caused a world of problems when I'm like, oh, I just want to live so I can walk to a bodega. It's like, no, your brain does these things where it's like, it's make, it was making all these problems. I was attaching my emotions to the wrong problems. Like, you no, know, Chris, you don't, you don't want to move to the city because of, you, you live in Staten Island. You're 35 minutes away from Manhattan. Like you can be in Manhattan like that. It's not, it's that you, Jasmine was right. It's like, you have been home now for even though this is what you've been longing for, to be home, you finally have it, and your brain is playing this trick on you to make you change, to make you want to now cause some kind of drama, some kind of chaos, some kind of, um, you know, kind of shift in your equilibrium. You are walking away from balance and settling down, and, you know, you're, because you, you haven't, you've been home, you're not on the road. And I was like, wow. I was like, I was like, yo, she's smart. And <laughs> I never thought about that. Um, but with that being said, I think if I did was going to move to the city, it would have to be, because look, I'll be honest, the apartments that they, that, you know how real estate agents are, and it's good. I said, we want to look at this type. We have, this is our max price. And then they showed us a price level just for shits and giggles, you know, much, much more. And of course, that's the apartment when they show you much, much more. Oh my God, I need that. The kid's going crazy. Even Jasmine being like, wow, wow, wow. And I think that if I can get to a, when I can get to a point, you know, working, you know, efficiently working smarter, not harder, when I can get to the point where I can afford the wow apartment and it's almost like an even shift where we're not downgrading or sacrificing much, we're only improving our life, then I'll consider moving to the city. But right now, we need to be in the house that we're in because I also thought about something like something that kind of hit me when Jasmine said that. Um, and then we'll get into the, uh, um, each week, how, if you remember in the beginning episodes of Chrissy Cass, we always used to every week 
read an excerpt from the book, The 48 Laws of Power by uh, Robert Greene, and then we ran out of laws. Um, I'm going to read an excerpt each week on Chrissy Chaos from this book, The Daily Dad by Ryan Holiday. And it doesn't matter if you're a, a dad. This is for parents in general. Um, it's part of my I Am Poppy segment we're going to do for the parents. Or if you want to have a kid or if you just have nieces and nephews, if you just you could be a parent to anything, your dog. This book, The Daily Dad, I read it every single morning on the date they have in, you know, like whatever the date is, that's the excerpt I read. And it's been so impactful. And it kind of, I applied some stuff that I've been learning from The Daily Dad to when Jasmine told me about the, you know, kind of reminded me that I'm feeling unsettled because I haven't been on the road. I said, you know, I got to do what's best for my kids. My kids didn't ask to be born. My, you know, they, they were given to me and Jasmine. So it's like, you got to think about you're running, you're in control of two people. Uh, I'm in control of three children's lives right now that didn't ask to be put here. They were given to me. So it's like, yeah, maybe I want to be in the city more, but then guess what? Jasmine said, she says, so then Chris, go to the city more. You go, go at night when the kids go to sleep on the weekends, we'll go to central park. Like you, we don't live in Florida. We live in the, we live, our address says New York City. We're just in the borough that's the furthest away. She's like, so we can just leave 20 minutes earlier and be, we can go be in Central Park then and take the kids. And then, you know, reality, a lot of times, fantasy is what our brains go to, right? Because the, re the reality is different than the fantasy. Fine, we're in Manhattan. We're in New York City on the Upper West Side having a great time. What happens? These dreams of walking through Central Park. I'll take, we'll take uh, our daughters to these macaroon place. Um, what's it called? Um, with an L, it's a French spot. Lucerne, um, not Lucerne. It's like, it's a French macaroon spot. And it's not Upper West Side, I don't think. Oh. It's with an L. Upper West Side macaroons. It's like a known spot with an L. Like there's, there's, there's places everywhere. Upper, you couldn't. Lodgery. Lodgery. Estee Lodgery. Lodgery, um, I'm like, we'll go there. We'll have like a tea with blah, blah, blah. And then what happens? What's the reality? The kids are tired. Violet had diarrhea. Uh, my eight-year-old, you know, hurt her foot in the park. Um, it was 95 degrees humid. We just saw a heroin addict, penis. The reality is we went to that cafe, the Vion Cafe, the diner. You know, my daughter, the baby's only two, knocks plates off the counter, um, you know, they don't want to be there, hysterical crying. So I'm like, what am I doing here? The, 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 this whole idea of, it was a fantasy. It's like, you have stability in your house. You have a yard, you have parks on stuff. You have things. Stop. I, I didn't realize, even though I love my children so much and I, I'm always thinking about them. I'm like, oh, I was almost going to push my family to make a decision that I wanted that wasn't best for the team. It was best for me. And I couldn't even rationalize it. It was all in my subconscious until... Jasmine was like, hey, this is what you're doing. That's why you need to have a power that you need to have a partner. I think it's better, actually, if your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever partner is different than you, because if she was like minded, if she had the same mind as me, guess what? We would be in an Upper West Side apartment and I would have made my, all, my entire family's life exponentially harder and made the wrong choice. But I had somebody who thinks opposite that me to cause, you know, create balance to say, hey, hey, you're thinking like an idiot. It's you can't see what I can see. And then so, you know, I was, I, was, I was thankful for that. And then, uh, you know, she was exhausted from dealing with my shit all day. So she didn't even cook last night. She ordered pizza. And I, I need a woman that go and cook for me. 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. Jasmine actually is a great cook. And you know what we've been doing? We've been going on Instagram and we've been picking out three recipes a week. And we've been trying to make those recipes at least three times a week because we were, we were the family that ordered out all the time. And I said, rather than radically shifting everything, let's just try to be 75% better. Let's just try to be where we, we still can order out a couple of nights a week, but it's going to be better than it was last week. It's going to be less. We're going to get better. And we've been doing that and picking and it's been working and the kids love it. Cooking with, let me tell you something, cooking with your family is one of the best experiences you can do. Literally, if you're that guy that wants to murder, suicide your family, just cook a meal <laughs> with them before you kill the wife and kids and then kill yourself. Cook a meal with them and tell me if you don't love them. And even if you've had a bad day, giving the kids jobs, kind of having everyone be proud of what they created is really amazing. It's really amazing, and uh, and uh, and I'm sorry that you know Vito and Venetia are sitting here single with no kids. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Vito's got a fiance. I do. Vito's got a fiance, and uh, and um, and Venetia. Who the hell knows? But Venetia's loving life. <laughs> oh, Venetia has a boyfriend. He's probably an artist. <laughs> Venetia has a boyfriend that she couldn't see last week because he was at Pride. <laughs> um, um, okay, so, but Vito, having a fiance now, do you uh, do you cook with her? Like, tell me about what you do with her. Yeah, we cook together. We meal prep together, usually on Sundays. Mm -hmm. um, share, like, we split responsibilities. Interesting, like, laundry is a big one, mm -hmm. where one of us does the hang dry, one of us does the machine dry. Right. So, like, just, like, figuring out ways to split tasks like that. What do you mean hang dry? Why don't you just dry all your clothes in the machine? Some clothes, I don't like the way some clothes shrink in the machine. Right. But see, those, the clothes that I don't want to shrink, I just take them to the dry cleaner. I, I, I do too many. I mean, like, I'm not going to dry clean t-shirts. Why not? That's very expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wasting money. <laughs> yeah. You forget about these little people problems. Well, no, no. I mean, I, no, no, no. I actually don't dry clean that much either. I just, you know what it is for me? I don't hang, I don't hang my, um, t-shirts up like that because when i've hanged them in the basement with the kids they always it, they pull them down they yep. pull them off so that's why if i'm good and to be honest i don't i don't um now that i've lost a little bit of weight i don't mind if a t-shirt shrinks a little bit the only thing i'm still the only thing i'll always be kind of subconscious uh, uh self-conscious about is my nipples and and without surgery you can, i can lose 100 more pounds if you have nipple fat you have nipple fat yeah. Right. Do you have like, how do you feel about your nipples? I don't. Well, as you've said, I lost a lot of weight. So when you lose a lot of weight in a short period of time, your whole body is like kind of like right. morphed in weird ways. So my nipples and everything is all like a little a little right. more deformed than usual. Right. So I don't like any of it. Right. Right. Benetia, do a man's nipples bother you? I um, have you ever thought have you ever been deterred by the nipples of a man? No, I don't think uh, I haven't been with that many men or like to know, but I don't know. I don't think about it. You don't it. care about their nipples. I, I don't. I actually don't care about it at all. Yeah, I think we care about our nipples. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that nipples are a thing, though, that they're very different. Nipples are a thing and nipples are, are a, also there, I believe, an evolutionary thing that may go away like with our species over the course of the next couple of million years because men don't need them. It's because every, every baby, every uh, 
uh, human in utero starts out as a woman. Everybody starts out as a woman, and then the the chromosome to differentiate. I guess what is it? Everyone's a Y. What XX is it? X and X Y. Men are X. Women are XX. Men are X Y. Right. You know better. I don't know. <laughs> I forgot. Well, I'm missing a chromosome or two. Um, what is it? The female is XX and the male is XY. Right. So everyone starts out with an X. So everyone gets nipples. And then it's only when you get the Y do you then become a man and you get a penis, but you have already gotten the nipples. You get nipples is one of the first things you get. Do you ever look at your nipple? You have the hole on your male nipple for the milk. For milk? Yeah. Do I ever wish that I could give milk? Do you? No. I mean, yes, I do, actually. <laughs> I would. I would. Sometimes I do get envious of the, all the things that Jasmine got to do. Like, I would like, I don't want to give birth to the baby, but I'd like to feed it from my nipples. I would like for the baby to call for me in the middle of the night. Um, and I want to do some experiments. I should have done it. My daughter, the baby might be too old now, but I should have practiced like dressing up like Jasmine and seeing if she could <laughs> feel the difference. Because we both have mustaches. I had a business idea a while ago. What is it? So when Jasmine was uh, breastfeeding, did she have drinks and then have to like pump and dump? Yes, she would pump and dump them into my mouth. <laughs> all right, so... What if we take, what if we get all these ladies who are pumping, dumping, and we make some boozy titty milk? I like that. Right? Would you drink it? I would drink some boozy breast milk. Venity is saying no. Isn't that interesting? We grossed out. Why is it that we're grossed out by drinking milk from a human? If I said, hey, these, these, these uh, ice cream is made from the milk of a human... But then we have no problem drinking milk from a cow or a sheep or a goat or an almond or a coconut. I don't know why people have all these specific things they won't do. Like, I love goat milk. I love goat cheese. I would love to try human milk and do cheese. We, do we associate it with cannibalism, as weird as that is? Like, it could be. You know? I also, like, I don't think... Did, have you ever tried breast milk? Yes, I drank some of Jasmine's. Did Jasmine drink some of hers and taste it? Yeah, it, it tastes, you know, I guess because, like, it's Jasmine, it didn't bother me. Okay. But it go. is interesting because we'd be like, oh, you know, like, I won't drink that. Like, I, I, I asked this to Jasmine. She's like, I don't know where that woman has been. I'm like, how do you know where the cow's been? How do you know where the sheep's been? Yeah. What there's do you, set rules for those people. Yeah, but what if that cow's a dirty whore? <laughs> That's what true. if that cow's a, a fucking slut? <laughs> fucking whore! That's Are all cows female? I think all cows are female and then... And the bull. So you're only ever... When you eat a burger, you're only ever eating women. You're only ever eating female burgers. Yeah, they are. You're not eating a bull burger. They are. Wow, that's fucked up. That How come hard. feminists don't talk about that? How come... <laughs> How come Ruth never talked about that? Do bulls have milk? Do bulls have milk? I want to drink some bull balls. I, ain't, I took a bite of a bull dick on uh, Opie and Anthony. Because male cattle are not born with udders, they cannot make milk. Well, there have to be some hermaphrodite bulls. and There have to be hermaphrodites in every animal. There have to be. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, by the way, I heard a little piece of advice from her. Again, this might have been from Ryan Holiday and the Daily Stoic, or I might have heard it somewhere else. I don't remember. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, who's right here on the desk, said that the advice she got on her wedding day from her mother for like happiness is to be a little deaf. Okay. Be a little deaf, meaning don't respond to every piece of criticism that you hear. 
For us, I think it updated in the world now because of social media. Be a little deaf, be a little blind. Don't, even if you hear someone talking smack about you, if you see someone talking smack about you, just understand that it's not about you, it's about them. That's about them, okay? It's so hard to control what you do and what you think and want. How are you going to now try to control what somebody else is saying and doing? Let them do what they need to do and you do what you need to do. So be a little deaf, be a little blind. There's a lot of times where, you know, and I've started applying that where I'll hear somebody like I actually, you know, the guy that runs my social media, Brian Moore in the Lancelot, he sent me something the other day where somebody was talking shit about my comedy. And I, and I said, hey, FaceTime me and, and talk to him. And, I, and, I, and as soon as he FaceTimed me, I was like this. I said, I don't care. I don't care when he says. I was deaf and I was blind. That's when he, when he basically was like this. What are you saying? I don't care. And, and that is how I got through. That is how I got through that, that piece of criticism that was being thrown at me. As I made believe I was deaf and I made believe I was blind. And I want you to go through life today doing that. Be a little deaf and be a little blind. As Ruth Bader Ginsburg's mom told her on her wedding day, I'm telling you today, don't respond to all the criticism. Be deaf, be blind. Yeah, we don't encourage we don't encourage this, but rather than, you know, I I think like you know if you're gonna say something bad about me, I'm, you're just gonna see me going like this. That's it. That's gonna say, and you're just gonna see me going. And it's a weird. You see my baseball? Um, I don't think you need to hold the ears if you're deaf, though. Oh, that's right. True. True. Um, obviously, I'm you know kidding, but I do think that, I do think that was good advice to be you know like. You know, and even the Stoics say you, you, you don't have to have sometimes having an opinion. You can also have the opinion of having no opinion. I think and I have not been practicing that my whole life, but I have been practicing it lately. And you know what's interesting? You know, what's interesting since I started applying what I can control and what I can't control. I have had the habit of biting my nails consistently since I was five years old. I'm talking and it would keep me up at night how like embarrassed I'd be about my fingers, how I'd be like, this is such a sign of weakness, but I could never change it until simply I said, Chris, just control what you can control. You can control you not biting your nails. You can't control if your fingers are ever going to look good, what people are going to think about your hands, what, you know, you can't control, you can just control the art of not, the act of not biting your nails. I have not bitten my nails now for the first time in recent memory in two weeks and my nails still don't look like, you know, you're not model. I'm not a hand model, but for the first time I have nails where I could pick a can. Like I would never even be able to pick a can open. I couldn't like, you know, when they say use your nails to pick open the camera to get the memory card out, I need to give a memory card back. I could not, I would not have been able to pick open that little slot on the camera to get the memory card out, but I just pick. So it's like, now I have nails and I feel like what I'm going to do is I'm going to now get regular manicures. So tell me on the community board on Staten Island, what are the best places for Manny Petties? You're going to start to see me in there. I want to start to get manicures. And, you know, that's, and, and, I, and you know, I, I want, can we put in, uh, you know, for me not biting my nails in some you know, post, put some applause in there for me. It'd be nice for me to hear that about myself. KiwiCo. This product is the product that I absolutely use the most with my kids. I've talked about it so much on podcasting. If you want, a project to get your child off their device, to get them 
something fun and interactive that you can do with them to get them to build confidence, to teach them how to build things, products they can actually use, then KiwiCo is where you have to go. I built a, um, we built a, a little um, pinball machine with KiwiCo. They, they had it. The kids and I did it together. They send you the instructions step-by-step. Step. It's so fun. We put together this little pinball machine and it is something that my kids use. My, the, the three of them have little contests and competitions where they play uh, pinball with each other. They're off the device. They're not watching TV, and they love it. We also made, I made with my daughter, we made a volcano, like an erupting volcano, and it literally gave her so much confidence that she was like, Dad, I feel like I can build a volcano in real life. I was like, we need to, you need to go to school a little bit more then because you realize you can't build. We built this with KiwiCo, and it's amazing, but God built volcanoes. Now, you can't go build a volcano. As a matter of fact, maybe you can. I don't know. Ask Moana. But KiwiCo is amazing. They have all these different types of crate lines for science, for art, math. They have all these different projects that inspire lifelong lifelong learning for the kids, and it is true. It even helped me be creative. I was like, oh, well, I can, I can build a pinball machine. Yeah. And it gives them creative confidence for ongoing experimentation and everything else. KiwiCo is awesome. It was designed by a team of educators, uh, makers, engineers, and rocket scientists who brainstorm hundreds of ideas to create the most exciting, age-appropriate, and educational projects. They are awesome. Give them the tools to learn new skills, build new experiences, and make new connections to the broader world. KiwiCo is awesome. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at KiwiCo.com slash chaos. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com slash chaos. It's awesome. I'm telling you, it is. Send me a video of you doing this with your kids because I love it. It, it. It's the best thing. My kids look forward to getting that crate line every month when we get it. So thank you to the people at KiwiCo. Even I use my own promo code. Okay, ShipStation, make ship happen. If you are running a business and you don't have ShipStation, I do not know what the heck you are doing because ShipStation makes it easy to automate shipping tasks for orders from every marketplace in one dashboard. Effortless integration everywhere you sell online, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. You get up to 84 percent off usps and ups rates and if that's not enough use my promo code to try ship station for free for two months over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce business with ship station and 98 percent of those companies that stick with ship station for a year become customers for life so right now go to shipstation.com use the code chaos and sign up for your free 60-day trial that's shipstation.com Promo code chaos. Sign up. Get your free 60-day trial. Thank you, ShipStation. So speaking of uh, dad stuff, right? I, I told you, I read this book right here, The Daily Dad. The Daily Dad right here. Now, did Ryan Holiday send me a signed copy? No, he didn't. But if you're listening, Ryan, I'd like a signed copy of your book. And I'll put it up in the studio. I'm a big fan. But Ryan Holiday, so I want to read... What, what's today? This episode, today would be July 10th, right? July 10th. We're going to come, because by the way, you, if you noticed last week, we're coming out now Mondays at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Mondays, 7 a.m. The podcast will be available all week, but Mondays at 7 a.m. is when we're going to knock this down. So this is, so I'm going to read July 10th, but first I wanted to read one from June 20th. I'll paraphrase it, but it was, it's, it's something that I'm like, okay, this is, if, if he can do it, we all can do it as parents. And again, it's not about being a dad. This is about being a parent or being, you know, 
kind of in charge of, you know, trying to mold young lives, right? Because as, as, as they say, we're not raising kids, we're raising adults. So this is from June 20th in The Daily Dad by Ryan Holiday. It says, access the child in you. And it's basically about World War II when Winston Churchill, you know, is Winston Churchill, the prime minister of the UK. In the, in, I mean, we are in the middle of World War II in 1944. We're a year away from winning it all. Obviously, no one knew that yet. Winston Churchill's got a lot of work to do, and he comes across a young soldier at 10 Downing Street, which is their White House, but they call it 10 Downing Street, which, you know, it's whatever they want to do, but that's, you know, they don't own us anymore. Um, and he, he sees um, uh, the soldier at 10 Downing Street assembling a toy train for Churchill's grandson. That's what he's doing. He's assembling this toy train. And... This is from a, a book called uh, The Splendid and the Vile by Eric Larson, who's dev, who's got a Viking name, um, who probably, Eric Lar the Vikings invented shitting on the chest. I don't know if Eric Larson shits on people's chests. He might. Um, and that's it. We, we up here, we, we have a very Upper West Side attitude here. We don't, we don't threaten. Just don't shit on anybody's chest in the park with my kids. That's all. Um, he says, Churchill, uh, the soldier stopped to salute the prime minister and Churchill waved it away and simply stood watching the soldier build the toy train. And after the soldier finished, Churchill asked him to see if it worked. And together they watched the train go around the track. And then Churchill says, I see you have two engines. Put the other one on the track as well. And the soldier did, as he was instructed, because he's a soldier and prime minister. And Churchill, who's the leader of the British Empire, the man who stared down Adolf Hitler, as the book says, pushed back told this soldier, who he didn't know from a hole in the wall, got down on his hands and knees. This is, the pro this is like the president doing this. Gets his hands and knees with a grin and says, now let's have a crash. So it just kind of showed me that, you know, we're all adults, we're all going through stuff, but it's like when your kids want to play, play with your kids. Nothing, 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 nothing is more important than that. I don't care if you have a deadline. I don't care... You know, if you are late for something, if the kids want to play, take a moment to be a kid. The best part about being a parent is you get to be a kid again. And a lot of people forget that as parents. They're like, oh, now I have, now I'm an adult. It's so hard. Play with your kids. Get on the floor. That's a reason to stay in shape. That's what motivated me. I can play on the floor with my kids. Dress up for Halloween. Do silly shit with them. Look, do anything you want with your kids, okay? I mean, we fuck around. My daughter, I put her diapers on my head, and I walk around, I make believe I'm the Pope, and I do the whole shebang. I do the whole shebang. I, I put the diaper on my head, and then I, I, I hire a little boy, and he walks out of my bedroom and going like that. I'm the Pope. And it's fun. We have good family fun at, at, on Staten Island. It's an interesting thing as parents to kind of think about, like, hey, we have... Because we have kids, it's an excuse for us to let go and have fun. Like, nothing is that serious. You know, you think sometimes as parents, like our moms and dads were so serious. No, be silly. I try to be silly with my kids all the time. I try. Again, I'm very flawed. You know, I try. I'm, I, I will say this. I will tell you this. I do feel I am attempting to. I'm also reading another book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. That's another great book. He talks about trying to get 1% better every day. And then as you get 1% better, you'll see after the, it's all life is, the Stoics would say, small steps lead to big things, small steps. So I try to get 1% better. You know, if, if sometimes, you know, I'm distracted on my phone and my kids want to play and 
20 minutes goes by and I'm distracted on the phone. Well, you know, the old me would have just been like, ah, whatever. I'll just keep going on my phone. They don't care. But then if I'll remember it and I'll be like, put the phone down. Even if they're not in the mood to play, I'll turn the TV off. I'm like, let's play a game. And then get the, because the kids, they adapt. So um, that, that I thought to access the child in you, I thought was really good, was really good, um, was really good advice. So now here, let me read July 10th and then we'll move on. July 10th, which is today. I want to do this because I haven't read this one yet. I want to read these with you on the show and see, see, how, see how we like this. July 10th, work with them to find their lane. As we bring our children, we have to remember that we are caretakers of the future. By improving their education, we improve the future of mankind, the future of this world. That's from Immanuel Kant, okay? K-A-N-T. I almost said Immanuel Kant, but it's Immanuel Kant. But it's, it, he doesn't say can't because we don't say can't here, okay? We can do everything, but this is can't with a K. Okay, so John Adams fought. This is from Ryan Holiday and the Daily Dad. John Adams' father wanted nothing but for his son to go to college. John Adams wanted to do anything. But by the way, John Adams, no relation to Sam Adams, uh, the beer guy. This is John Adams, who was going to be the second president of the United States. And then his son, John Adams Jr., no relation to RFK Jr., going to be the fourth president of the United States. So John Adams' father wanted nothing but for his son to go to college. John Adams wanted to do anything but go to school. He often skipped class to go fishing or hunting or to fly his kite. Fucking gay. He didn't like his teachers. He didn't think he was learning anything useful. He had no interest in furthering his education. Sounds like he's on his way to joining ISIS. So when he declared that he wanted to be a farmer, his father took him down to the salt marsh to cut thatch and wade through muck, showing him what that work would actually be like. That's hard, cutting muck. The next day, John went back to school, though soon enough he was struggling again. I don't like my schoolmaster, he told his father. He's so negligent and cross that I can never learn anything under him. See, and that's, this is a different time because in today's time, that, he would have shot that teacher. The next day, Adam's father enrolled him in the private school down the road. There, under a schoolmaster named Joseph Marsh, Adams made a dramatic turn. He was studying, he was reading, and in less than a year, the 15-year-old was pronounced fitted for college. The following fall, he enrolled at Harvard, and he wasn't even Asian. Our job as parents is to put our kids in environments in which they can thrive and blossom. Our job is to work with them to find their lane. That environment may not be the first school we drop them into. It might take several tries and a fair amount of experimentation. It will definitely take patience. That doesn't matter. What matters is that we help realize who they are meant to be. Remember, folks, that was a good one. Because remember, they're your kids. They're not you. So if you want your kid to play a sport and that kid doesn't like that sport, then support the kid in the sport that they want to play. Support them in the field that they want to go into. If they don't even want to play sports, then support them in that. They're not you. Okay? They're, they're, yes, they have your DNA and they may look like you. They're not you. So just you know, support them in whatever way they want. And like, you, like he says... If the school and the environment isn't working out, then move them. Just, just move them, okay? Vito doesn't even have a dad. I don't. He just had a single mom, okay? And, what did, and Vito's single mom did the best she could to try to, make, to, try to be his dad. And she, that's why she grew hair. She, 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 she never shaved Vito's mom because she was like, I want to be your mom and dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, and it's great. Dude, I went out. How about this? I went out. Jazz and I now are trying to do scheduled date nights. I think you have to do that in a relationship. I think, and we never did that. We're going to try every 
21 days to go out once. That's our goal. Is that going to happen? I don't know, but that's what we're shooting for. Every 20... Broccoli. Every 21... That came... That's what we call a top of the cracker. Every... Came right out of the top of the buck crack. Here's to you, Broccoli. Um, so, every 21 days, we're going on a date night. Okay? It's... <laughs> This, today, I mean, last week was our date night, and we said, huh? Well, we went to Scarpetta. We had a good time at Scarpetta. And, um, and so I, uh, I, Jazz and I go there, and um, we loved it. The, the, the staff there was fantastic. The food was amazing. We had, I had prosciutto bread. The prosciutto bread at Scarpetta. Fuck yeah. Oh my God. The pr- you ever have prosciutto bread, Vito? I've been to Scarpetta. You've been to Scarpetta? You ever had their prosciutto bread? I have. Dude, I ordered three baskets of it. They brought it out as like for free. And then the, by the third basket, he was like, you know, I have to charge you for this one. I said, dude, whatever it is. And then Jasmine was like, I know you're fasting, but you need to slow down. I was like, let me eat the fucking prosciutto bread because you know I'm not eating your box. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I did. Well, no, she ate my. Uh, no, we didn't actually have sex. That's been an issue. Um, so, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's been strapping on a dildo and really letting me have it, which is what I've always wanted. And she's now doing. That's why I know she loves me and we're in love with each other is because she's doing what I've always wanted, and she's allowing me to be the woman and feel what it that feels like. And I really am, am, am happy that she's doing that. But we go to Scarpetta. The food was amazing. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I, I was drinking. We started drinking martinis. And it was crazy. And then we went downstairs to they have a lounge there called Seville. You ever go to Seville? Yeah. Seville, that little bar down there with the with they have live music on Thursdays. And we saw these band, they were playing jazz. It was called the lead singer's name was Richie Nuns. And uh and and he's a guy, you know, I think from Brooklyn or Long Island or something. Unbelievable was crushing it. Was crushing it, crushing the um the the the, the live performance, singing jazz and old school songs then he sang valerie by amy winehouse and it was just a vibe we had so much fun and we were drinking and and having a good time um and then you know w- we went out from like we left the house at like 5 30 we had early dinner at 6 30 and we were home by 10 30 11 but we got to experience such a night we walked to another bar called the veronica the veronica hotel the bar in there um, was awesome. Jazz, I stopped drinking because I was like, you know, I'm having a good time. I'm drunk enough. But Jazz had two more martinis and she paid for it. I mean, the next morning was bad. I mean, we were all hungover, but I mean, she was bad. Like it was to the point where she was like, I cannot like puking everywhere. Like it was bad. So I, I was pouring Pepto-Bismol down her mouth like she couldn't. Like she was just laying there and I was just like letting it drip into her mouth. And um, but we had the most awesome time. Scarpetta and now is Scarpetta and Seville Vito because you guys are up and Vanity, you guys are Upper West Side, you're real city folk. Is that like kind of a tourist place? Did I do something? Should I have been doing something a little bit more New York? What do you think? Scarpetta's big. I mean, like they have a Montauk location. Yes, yeah, that's that's. How but you've been to the one on it. Madison Avenue. You've been to the, the main one. one. Yeah, yeah, I've been to the main one. I went for my birthday back in like 2019. And then you went to Seville downstairs. Yeah, you have also, to do the two. Yeah, because Seville, I didn't realize like you need reservations for that too. Oh. Uh, you know how I got in. Seville, the, the bouncer there is a big Flagrant 2 fan. And my episode for Flagrant 2 was out that week. So he was like, I just heard you. I just heard that you were on Flagrant. 
you're funny, funny. I was like, thank you. I was like, oh, can we get into Seville? He said, okay, but you don't have a reservation. I was like, no. He's like, you come in. You were on flagrant too. He's like, you think you can get Andrew Schultz to come here? I was like, not cool enough. Um, I was like, Andrew Schultz is, you know, I said uh, he would, but unfortunately Andrew Schultz is on a hot air balloon doing Michelin dining on the coast of outer space. Do you know that's a real thing? Do you know Michelin star meals? I know this has been out for a little while. This came out a couple months ago. Michelin star meals on the edge of space offered for $130,000. Now, let's say, I know it was big news and tragic, of course, but let's say you had the option and forget about, say, the, the Titanic submersible did not implode. Would you rather for 130 grand do the Michelin meal on the edge of space or for 250 grand do the, or let's say they're both the same price. Let's say they're both 130. Are you going to do the Michelin edge of space meal or are you going to do Titanic submersible? I'd rather go to space. You'd rather go to space? Yeah, I'd rather be above than under. Okay. But also I find this interesting because I hear that your taste buds change when you are in certain altitude. Really? That's like, there's a correlation with that with like airplane food. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's why people like either like love it or they're like absolutely Your taste is different. Because it changes. Oh, I didn't realize that even your taste changes on the plane. You don't taste the exact same thing. That's what they say. Okay. Don't Google it. All right. What would you do, Vito? The whole Titanic thing seemed flawed to me from the start. Right. And by the start, I mean in a week after when everybody else heard about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I just don't understand the appeal of going down all this way for 250K to see everything on a TV. Yes. Right. It doesn't make sense. It's like you might as well then just go see that on YouTube. Yeah. Right. Like do a Disney ride. Yeah. Dude, by the way, speaking of TV, do you know James Cameron, like the director of the Titanic, has the world record for diving the deepest of any human ever? He dove down to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, which is like, he is the deepest diver of anyone. Like, yeah, that's been, yeah, James Cameron, yeah, descending into the Mariana Trench. Yeah, so he went as, look, that's as far down as you could go. And he got, he, so that's what I'm saying is if we have submersibles that James Cameron designed, I mean, this guy's a movie director, and he was able to come up with one that went down literally 30,000 more feet below the Titanic, it, it was, the, diving to see the Titanic is safe. The submersible they were in wasn't safe. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Same thing with this, with this hot air balloon. Hot air balloon Michelin, that's safe. They wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't safe. Right? Have anyone has anyone done it yet? It's on pre-sale right now. For ten thousand, you can get pre-sale tickets, and then whenever they go on sale, you get first rights. Okay, so you're saying you pay ten thousand right now to get in line. To get in line. And then it's hundred and thirty if you want it. Yeah. But are you in an actual open air hot air balloon or is it all enclosed? It has to be enclosed. You know, this is interesting because I feel that these types of experiences are perfect for people who um, just like kind of make a wish type of people. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you an honest question. If you had terminal cancer and mm -hmm. you had six months to live would you would you highly consider would you would consider this because you said yeah. i'm gonna die anyway i'm gonna die anyway let me go try uh, to have a conscious right. other universe like i know i'm in control of yeah this. but they didn't even know that they died no it was instant they still think they're alive yeah right now we could be them we could also be dead and we don't even know i, I think that all the time you think that all the time like we're yeah. actually i've already... been in a crash before and i sometimes think like am i just like still am i actually dead or is this my new reality sometimes i'll have that when you've been in a crash, like a car crash, or are you saying mm -hmm. like a mental crash? No, crash, car crash. You were in a car crash. Yeah. And you felt like you were about to die. No, no, no. I think like there is this like reality. Well, I'll tell you what. 
I was in a car crash, like a bad one when I was 17. Mm. Okay. And here's why I believe in afterlife and things because, and I'm not, I'm not conspiracy theorists or anything, but when I was in that car crash, my grandpa, who had died like two years before, had a very distinct smell because he was old school, World War II veteran. These guys showered like once every three weeks. It's just, it's just <laughs> it wasn't about being clean, okay? It was about protecting this country from the goddamn Nazis. When I got into that crash, when the firemen pulled up, they said to me, they were like, we were fully expecting to like pull a body out, but I was like sitting on the side of the road. I, the car hit me, smashed my car like an accordion, but I had just enough space to get out of the passenger side window. It was, I was open and I just got, I got out and like, I was fine. I didn't even have like a scratch on me, but all around the car, when I was sitting in there, I smelt my grandfather's scent. He had a specific scent and I smelt it everywhere. Like it was on my clothes. Like when you walk into a Subway sandwich shop and you just can't get that smell off your clothes, you just smell like Jared Fogle. I, I, that smell of my grandpa was everywhere. And I'm like, is it that... My first part was like, is it like something in my brain that like released that smell because I was got so scared and it's some weird thing, but it's like, why that smell? Or is it that there is something like energy continues after this and he was genuinely like protecting me because they thought I was going to die and I didn't. And like, I smelled that scent. I, I, I really, I really don't know. I know though, if I started smelling that scent and I was on that hot air balloon, that would not be a good thing. That would be, oh, so here it is, by the way. This is, so we have it. That's what it's, okay. So you're in like, you're almost, you're enclosed. I'd rather do that. Cause I'm like, you know what? I don't, I know that you die instantaneously with the implosion, but I really don't like the ocean. It's so scary where at least here, I'm like, you know what? Even if this thing falls to the ground, I also think like I have a, even though it's not possible, I, have a, I feel like I'd have a better chance, even though it's minuscule, of surviving the fall from that than uh, you're not surviving under the ocean. Yeah. You're not, it's not happening. They said if you, where they were, it'd be eight, if you'd be like, if you were laying down and you had a board on your chest, if I put 87,000 pounds on your chest, that's, uh. that's the equivalent. Because I didn't know, because the reason why the pressure in the ocean is so much is because it's all the gravity from outer space, as high as you can go, pushing down into the ocean that that's what you're feeling because this wasn't like it's made in voyage it had been it had been going for a right. few trips and every single trip it took made it more dangerous oh, because the pressure makes it a little bit weaker yeah each time you get a it's like it's like when you break your ankle it's like when you sprain your ankle each time your ankle comes back it's a little bit less strong with cartilage with uh scar tissue that's what it is it's like they're, they it's like their submersible was a sprained ankle exactly like a sprained ankle wow I would do this because it's like an also a nice like I'd rather I like that you could see everything like yeah. that's worth it yeah like, well I like I still stare out the window when I'm on planes yeah me too I, I always it. I have to sit in the aisle because I pee a lot but I do I always am get mad if my seatmate I I'm the guy by the way on an airline on an airplane that asks my seatmate to pull up the window shade when we're landing because I want to be able to see it and I I know that it might get annoying but for me for my even though I know it's anxiety and I can't control it anyway, and I should just let go and remember what Epictetus says about the dichotomy of control. But I, I do feel like I just need to see the plane landing and I can't, you can't just hit me. If I just feel the wheels hit the ground, that's too much terror for me. I need to see it coming. Right? Yeah. Do you agree? I like staring out the window. I like seeing the wheels touch. I like seeing when the, the wings, you know, when the wings start getting ready. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I like all of that. Bro, I saw the other day, I was on the news. Some, uh, I think it worked for JetBlue, got sucked into an engine, got killed. 
He was sta- standing too close to the plane. He got sucked like into a, the engine. An air traffic controller? Yeah. Sucked right in, dude. It's a crazy, dangerous job that you just don't expect it to yeah. be. Yeah. Air traffic controller, that's where you want to be fat. Because it's like this way, it's you know. Because if you're too skinny and all that, you're gonna get sucked into too many air, air, airplane engines. You want to be a fat bastard. Um, shout out my friends. Um, speaking of being a fat bastard, let me tell you something, folks. Things are gonna change. Pull up this pizza article, and then oh yeah, and then we're gonna get and then we're getting to the Catholic stuff. New York City rules. Okay, they are cracking down on coal wood fired pizzas, and they're gonna to cut carbon emissions by up to 75%. So if you go here, so basically, all if, if you, if it, the New York City Department of Environmental Protection has drafted new rules that would order eateries using the decades-old baking method to slice carbon emissions by up to 75%. So what they're basically saying is, if, yeah, rules would require pizzerias with such ovens installed prior to May of 2016 to buy pricey emission control devices that would cost a lot of money, $20,000 on an, these air filter systems in anticipation of the new mandate, or they're going to shut your place down. Now, I saw a video in the middle of COVID about carbon emissions and about countries trying to control this next step of government control is going to come through carbon emissions, through global warming. And they said the same way we saw the news going crazy with COVID and all that. The next thing is it's going to be all about global warming. Everything is global warming. That'll be the next lockdown. That'll be the next problem. And I never thought I'd see it. But already, if you look at when you buy an airplane ticket, they already show you the carbon emissions for that airplane. So what they're going to do, what this video said they're going to do over the course of the next few years, is each person is going to get allotted a certain amount of carbon you are allowed to have. You're allowed to emit. And then, so if you take a flight that's X amount of, you know, carbon, you may only be able to do two or three flights a year, and then you run out of carbon, and you're going to have to pay more to get more carbon allowance, like things like that. It's sick. It's fucking sick. And, you know, I want as much carbon as possible in my pizza. That's what I think makes New York pizza the best pizza. It's not the water. It's that we got the best carbon. I got carbon. Now, what is carbon? I don't fucking know. I don't know what carbon is at all, but I know I want it in my pizza and I don't want you changing the wood burning ovens that are iconic. Okay. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. I, I have an issue with the carbon stuff. I mean, carbon allowance market. Yeah. They're already doing it in Europe. You're only allowed a certain amount of carbon. And I know that they're going to say it's all for global warming. You know, you cure global warming, get rid of gasoline. And just make everything electrical. They, they, Tesla was able to do that in the 1920s. You could run this whole world on electricity. But the powers that be want to keep getting rich. So everything is about gasoline and everything is about all that. You have enough. We don't need oil. You can do everything with electric. But, you know, I don't really, you know, I just want my pizza to have carbon and I want my pizza to continue to taste good. Bird dogs, baby. I love bird dogs. First of all, before you even read that, look at them. Look at them. They got the undies inside the pants, neon green. These are some of my favorite bird dog pants. They're tailored. They fit right. Um, they are as advertised. I love the underwear in the pants. Um, it's amazing. Saves me so many days at laundry day because now at least I, you don't have to wash two things because I always got skid marks, but now the skid marks go right in the pants. But bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. And I don't have the shorts on me right now because those are in the wash because it's Christy Skidmarks. But those pants fit 
beautiful, slim, nice. I always feel tight in them, so I'm sure the shorts feel the same. Bird Dogs, they use the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And I will tell you, my nuts are as dry as my girlfriend. So right now, all I need you to do is go to birddogs.com slash chaos or enter the promo code chaos for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. I have that downstairs. That's being washed. That's what I drink my coffee in every single day. Shout out, Bird Dogs. Thank you for the Yeti-style tumbler. All you got, and you can get one too, just go to birddogs.com slash chaos. Use the promo code chaos for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you that. They're awesome. Let me tell you something about HelloFresh, okay? I love it. It's America's number one meal kit. We use it all the time. It's what we cook with. It saves us money going to the grocery store. This is cheaper than going to the grocery store. It's got all the prepackaged ingredients. Make your home the summer fun hangout and give the guests HelloFresh. They got great meat. They got great vegetables. We love it all day. And you right now can get a sweet discount by listening to this podcast. All you got to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash chaos 50. That's HelloFresh.com slash chaos 50. You're going to get 50% off America's number one meal kit. Here's a fear. As an adult, right? You always, you know, I used to ride roller coasters all the time, do whatever the hell, you know, I want not even thinking about anything. And then I started going on roller coasters after I had kids with my kids. And then you start to think about every possible thing that can go wrong. You just get a fear, which some adults makes it more fun to me. It makes it less fun, but I'm just like, I got to do what I got to do. Go with my kids. Well, a rider, this is the nightmare. A rider fell to their death. Uh, I think it was it. Uh, was it Sweden? Vito? Yeah, it was Sweden. Sweden. They fell off the roller coaster to their death. Um, at uh, Grona Lund Park, um, it jumped off the tracks. The roller coaster came off the tracks, um, and nine people, including three children, were rushed to the hospital. In addition to the person killed in the derailment, um, and so this is what can happen. This is what can happen. It's like it, it, it's like a Final Destination. It just derailed. Yeah, you know my favorite ride when I was a kid was the chair swing. Yes. And then I look at that, and that's just a chair held by chain link. That's all that. And you were a fat kid. I was a fat kid, and Fuck. I love that thing. And you lo- and that thing goes fat. Dude, because if one of those chains snaps, you are going flying. And I would have taken out a lot more than 100% people. You would have landed in the, in the funnel cake stand. <laughs> and, that, and that's the only thing that would have saved you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, do you guys do, ro- will you do roller coasters? Or you ro- yeah, see, because yeah. I still love doing it. And, you know, and it's, and it's tough now because, you know, my 12-year-old stepson will be like, oh, are you scared to go on that roller coaster? I'm like, no. Your dad would be, but I'm not. And then I'll go on it, but I am absolutely shitting myself. Well, I feel like a lot of amusement parks are kind of moving away from like the classic roller coaster and they're all doing the Disney thing where you're in like a a simulator, which is actually more fun, right? Dude, we went on Tower of Terror uh, or the Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Universal in California last year. uh, Yeah, Disney, I'm sorry. (laughs) And it used to be Tower of Terror, but now it's... um, Guardians of the Galaxy ride, and I told my eight-year-old that it was just like a virtual reality thing, but it wasn't. It was like tower, like dropping in elevators, going up and down. And she was so I like I like ruined her childhood with it. She was <laughs> screaming, crying, yelled at me, ran up to her mom, was like, "Daddy did this," and now still to this day, she's scared to go in elevators because she thinks elevator she goes into is going to be a Tower of Terror elevator. So I'm sorry, babe. I didn't I didn't mean that. Goddamn broccoli. Sorry. Um, 
And I'm breaking in the new chairs. What do you guys think of the studio, by the way? What do you think? Right in the community board, you know, at me, at Christy Comedy. What do you think of this new studio? Because we're, we're loving it. We're going to we have some more stuff to add. But what do you think? We're loving it. Um, do we have a couple of voicemails that we can go to? So, again, remember the way to get involved. Why is the Italian woman calling me? The way to get involved is 347-343-3322, 347-343-3322. You leave us voicemails. We answer them here. We give the best advice we can. It can be about anything you want. It's the way to get involved, 347-343-3322. So let's listen to some voicemails. Let's see what's up. What's up, Chrissy? I ain't got no titties no more. Uh, what's up? I got a question about the gym. How is the best way? To approach a girl without being creepy. That's it. Let's go. There it is. What's up, baby? I think, honestly, the best way to approach a girl at the gym without being creepy is is to just say, I think you buy her um, a protein shake. I think you come up with a gift. You walk up to her with a protein shake. Get her some muscle milk. Walk up to her with some muscle milk and say... Um, Hey, um, I just bought myself a protein shake and I wanted to, uh, also buy you one. Um, would you like to do legs tomorrow with me and see what she says? I think what you do is you do some type of activity where you keep her in the gym, but she gets to know you in the gym. So say, Hey, tomorrow I'm doing tomorrow. I'm doing, you know, buys and tries. I'm not buy, but I'm doing buys and tries. So would you like to come work out with me um, and give me some pointers on how I can be in better shape because you're in great shape? And so I'd like to learn from you. What do you think of that? Would you believe that? I don't go to the gym to work out. I do activities, but like, I'm curious how to, I think this is a great question. How do you hit on like a, a woman or man or someone who's doesn't, who's non-binary in right. the gym? Like for a girl to approach you guys, like, I don't know. Aren't you in the zone? Like, do you want to be talked to? Like, I would not want to talk to someone while I'm working out. Um, that's the thing. I think you might have to also wait till they're like leaving and then, you know, get as close to you can to the women's locker room and give them your number. I think you just don't do it. You I think th not. I think you just don't do it. It's never going to look good for you. A girl coming up to a guy that's different. It's going to make you feel good. Right. You're probably going to get fired up and go lift a little more. Yes. But. I it's like an NO, it's like a pre-workout for you. Yeah. Exactly. But like women don't want to be approached at the gym. And then it feels creepy because then you're like, oh no, I have to deal with this person every week now. So then I think what you do, I think what the best advice then is honestly, after kind of dealing, you know, because you both, everyone has good points in here. <laughs> I think then what you do then is you kind of do what most of us do and most of us have done is you follow her home and then you <laughs> see where she lives and then you wait for her the next morning um, for her to come outside of her apartment, you follow her to work, and then you kind of just do it at work. You come up to her at work, and, and you, oh, funny running into you here. I can't believe you actually, I didn't realize that you worked at Petco. And, you know, and then you, you know, even if you don't have an animal, you just buy, buy fish food and talk to her wherever she works. I think you follow her home, then you wait it outside for, for one night. You don't go in or approach her, but you, you follow her habits. That's what I think you do. Yeah. Yeah, because you're right. I think it's tough to talk to someone while they're working out. Do you know about Joey Swole on TikTok? Yes. He's the guy he film like he films. Uh, what is it? He like commentates 
on videos that girls post, right? People about tag him in gym videos, and then right. he comes in and defends people. So a lot of times, women will put up a video and be like, this guy approached me at the gym, and I hated it. And then Joey Swole comes out of nowhere and says, screw you. Yeah. Let, let these men do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I'm Chrissy Swole. <laughs> All right, good. All right, so hopefully that answered your question. All right, here we go. Well, let's do one more. Hey, Chrissy. So my boyfriend has been in jail for almost a year Happens. now, and he will be getting out of jail in a month. I'm wondering what's something fun that me and him could go do together once he gets out. Um, Thank you, Chrissy. You're welcome, honey. I think something fun for him, you and him to do, is maybe you can strap on a dildo and bang him in the ass so he just is, you know, feels comfortable. It's like you, you ease him out of it. Um, you say, you know what, honey, this isn't a, this isn't a real man. This is me, your beautiful girlfriend, but I just have a male genitalia for the day. Um, and I think, I think maybe what a fun activity, you know what actually I think a fun activity you guys can do is I would say, um, go to an escape room. I would take him to an escape room because that's what he's been thinking about for the last year. <laughs> so why don't you take him to an escape room and do a fun activity and kind of this way he's still locked into something. So it's like what he's used to, but he will actually escape this time. Um, there will be no uh, correctional officer waiting there to beat him with a nightstick. It'll just be you, um, you know, hopefully there uh, waiting to, you know, suck on his nightstick. Um, and I think, by the way, I would be more focused on from a sexual point of view. I Sex might be a lot for him right now. I would go more towards blowjobs. I would be focused on giving him more blowjobs than sex. Um, that, that's just my, you know, I think that's what you should do is, is give, him, give him as many blowjobs as he wants. I'm interested to know what he was in jail for. Was it white collar crime, blue collar crime? A year, because a year is relatively significant. Was it selling drugs? Um, but yeah, I think the escape room is a good idea. Um, um, and, uh, and I think that give good, him blowjobs. A it's, good meal. A good meal. Yeah, cook him a good meal. Go get some of the, you know what we're going to start to do, by the way, too? I think, and we'll, I'll, we'll talk, because again, at patreon.com slash Christy Comedy, we have now morphed that show into kind of behind the scenes of my life. And it's, it's, it's me on camera from my house and my family off camera, um, kind of just going about their day like we used to do with the vintage Chrissy Chaos. We're going to start posting on the Patreon some of the recipes that Jasmine and I and my family have tried and kind of help you do it too and maybe film some of them. So I think go, go get some of those. Uh, we haven't put them up right now go there's a recipe what i want you to do for the for the jail guy is it's like a um it's a here hold on there's this guy that uh jazz and uh, and jazz is like i you know what you know tell me the truth about this guy blah, blah 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 but it's a guy he's gay his name is um what is his name his name is jake cohen jake cohen jake cohen sorry um <laughs> sorry <laughs> jay, jay, jay cohen He's got really good recipes. That yeah. One half cups of rolled oats, two tablespoons of cheese oatmeal seeds, recipe. two scoops of protein powder, two tablespoons of peanut butter, quarter cup of raisins, half cup of blueberries, two tablespoons of maple syrup, a little bit of salt and cinnamon, one half cups of almond milk. Shake it up, throw it into the fridge overnight. Then the next morning, grab a spoon and shove it in your mouth. Shove it in your mouth. I and I say that to her all the time. Shove it in your mouth. 
So I, I would follow him for now. He's got great recipes, a lot of like breakfast stuff and dessert stuff. Follow some of that. I think cook for him, give him a blowjob, take him to escape room. That's my advice. Um, yeah. So call that number, get involved. Um, Patreon.com slash Christy Comedy has so much fun stuff. We have a family show there where I'm literally doing it from my house. So it's well worth the value now. We've, we've changed things. We've put quality over quantity. Um, Daily Dad, uh, each week we're going to be reading an episode for the I Am Poppy segment. Vito's first, first real full day on the job. How'd you feel, baby? I felt great. We're going to get this shit, dude. I feel really good. I feel confident in this. And I, I'll fucking die for you. See? That's, that's the type of stuff that I need to hear. Okay? Venity is sitting there with a cast on. So we have people that are willing to sacrifice their bodies for this show to, to make sure that the Fuhrer gets what he deserves, <laughs> which is world domination. No, we, 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 uh, I appreciate it. Vito, you did a great first job. We'll see if this was even recording or if um, we'll, see, we'll see how the audio sounds and how the video sounds. But so far, so good. And uh, we're improving the studio. I want to give a to Venetia for doing a fantastic job with this studio. She was in here for weeks getting it all done. Um, so we really appreciate that, V. Um, yes, it does. Because of you, thank you. And the, our lesbian contractor um, who, you know, again, if the closest, you know, a lesbian is a man I can trust. That's how I describe lesbians. They're men I can trust. Shout out to, you know, my contractor brother, my friend, Ro contractor Roxy coming through. And a shout out, um, Jessica McCarthy for designing this space. Um, you can follow her at Jam X Creative. And yeah. There you go. And also, guys, uh, tell us, uh, please follow us on Twitter and yep. on Instagram and on TikTok. And please just add us um, what would you rather do? Would you be going on a submarine or would you rather go eat above the sky? Tell eat above the sky. Tell us about it. And ChrisDComedy.com for all my fall tour dates. I have a brand new hour of stand-up material. I'm shooting a special in December um, in Atlanta. Those tickets go on sale sooner. They might be on sale right now. But go to ChrisDComedy.com and see this hour because after um, this run of shows, I'm going to be off the road for probably close to a year gathering new material. So come see it now. Tell your friends, ChristyComedy.com, Kansas City. Pick up the pace and buy those tickets. Hammond, Indiana, pick up the pace and buy those tickets. Everyone else, you're doing good. ChristyComedy.com, baby. Thank you so much. Every Monday, 7 a.m. is when this episode gets released. I know it used to be Tuesdays, 11 a.m., but now it's a Monday. It's at 7 a.m. Eastern time, but it's up and available through the week. Patreon.com slash Christy Comedy every Friday. Get the merch, ChristyComedy.com. We love you, and go out there and make a difference.